0: It's a great thing to be able to reach out and bring the tangible love of Jesus Christ into the world around us, and um, one of the things I really do believe in my heart is that uh, we need to be able to practice what we preach, and I know so many people here, um, you may not preach up in the pulpit here, but you carry what's uh, in the house, and you carry it to the people, and so uh, I I really want to honor those that have really labored and working with the people in our community. I just honor you so much, and you are real heroes of faith. And my encouragement to you is, is don't grow weary in doing good. The Bible says don't grow weary in doing good. There's lots of things that sometimes come around us that could stop us bringing real value to, to the world around us. And discouragement and the things that come up in our lives and pressures in the world. And all sorts of things can come around our life to wear us down and to, and to distract us from the call of God and bringing hope to people. So I want to encourage you, don't be weary in doing good. Don't be distracted by all these other amazingly important things that we could get involved in uh, that consume our time. But make sure that there's an outflow of love, that there is a manifestation of what we preach in our life. Um, one of the things I was inspired by Apostle Tamarit was this, that uh, when he was preaching, uh, a lady came in and brought a dead child and laid it up on the stage. And he, he said, we tried to get, get, the ch- get the lady away. And she said, do you not believe what you preach? And it's like, oh, oh, yeah. And anyway, they prayed as a church. This child had been dead for three days. And they put the child up on the stage. And the church prayed for uh, 10 minutes. next thing you know, the, the life came back into the baby. It's the God that we serve. And I'm believing that we'll have an increase of the manifestation of power of God. That's one of the reasons why I'm bringing him here. It's one of the reasons why he felt to come to this place is that we believe that we need an increase of the dimension of the power of God in our lives. I'm hungry for it, and I'm believing that it will be manifest in our lives and in in your life and through this church. So let's be hungry. Let's prepare our hearts. Let's get our hearts right for God. Let's really get hungry and seek the face of God because there are people that need a supernatural intervention in their lives. Their eternity hangs in the balance of it. So let's prepare our hearts Let's not deeply be distracted by every other thing that can get around our life, uh, but let's, uh, let's, let's really pursue, and, and uh, you are going to absolutely be blessed. Your faith level will just be like, I won't drop the mic, but it will be, <laughs> it'll be powerful. And I uh, also want to honor pastors Mike and Joy. Um, they weren't here, but they were overseas ministering at the time, but it was their wedding anniversary at the end of August, 29th of August. So... Come on, a big clap! Come on, give on honor, a honor honor's on as due. I know you already sneaked a little bit of chocolate out of that box on the way past, but and today I just want—I want to share with something that uh, God's placed on my heart with you, and uh, it's—it is—I I believe that it's, it is one of the most amazingly spiritual expressions that any any one of us can carry. Every one of us is able to do this; has this capacity and this faculty in, in their life. And the the more that we start to master it and understand uh, this dimension of our life, our lives in in every aspect can come up and and, and grow and prosper. One of the greatest capacities or facilities we have is the capacity to listen. Hello? (laughs) It's the capacity to listen. One of our core values in the church is the discipline to listen. You're listening. Listening is one of the most powerful uh, dimensions of our life that either can bring us into prosperity or can bring us into destruction. Our capacity to listen, our capacity to engage, our capacity to, um, uh, to hear, and it's a, it's a it's a capacity, it's a dimension of our life that we can grow in. You can grow in your capacity to listen. Hello. <laughs> I will just texted you this morning. So one of the greatest capacities or faculties that we have in our life is the capacity to listen. That's in a spiritual sense, uh, an emotional sense or a heart sense, and also a physical sense. Our capacity to listen, and it's a, uh, the dynamic or the, the, uh, the discipline of listening is something that every one of us can refine in our life. And, this, and it's really important that we, we learn to understand that. The Bible says this in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10, that every, one of the things that we see in the world today is throughout the world, there are, there are expressions of different kinds. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians uh, that there are, it may be that there are so many kinds of voices in the world and none of them is without meaning. This is found in 1 Corinthians fourteen ten. There are many voices or there are many expressions in the world and not one of them is without meaning. One of the things you'll find in the world is that everywhere we go, you'll find that there is an expression of some sort. Everything has a sound, everything has an expression to it. Even silence has a, even silence has a voice. If you listen carefully, if your ears are tuned, you can hear more than one dimension in the world around you. If you discipline your life to listen, you will find it will, has the power to, uh, to prosper you or it has the, or the lack of the capacity to listen will have the potential to damage your life. Our lives are largely shaped by just a core number of things. Yeah, one of the things I'm really inspired by, funny enough, is sound engineers. People at the sound engineers. Sound engineers are this, they have trained their ears. For some people, they hear music. And that's about all they hear. Some people, if you're a drummer, if you learn to hear, you learn to tune your ear. You can listen to if something's out of tune. Or the more that you tune to, your, the more that you discipline your capacity to hear, the more that you can hear. And so, uh, sound engineers are are, are amazing in the capacity to hear. Some people would hear just noise. Some people hear good music. Some people would just. The capacity of hearing is either it's just too loud or it's, it's, something's annoying me. A trained sound engineer will be able to tell you the specific frequency that is out of tune in the midst of a whole big sound. Why? Because they have learned how to hear. They have disciplined their hearing to say this frequency, this specific frequency of 72 hertz is out of place and this is causing this effect. We need to adjust this frequency. Isn't that right, Aaron? Yeah, so you can find that sound engineers have found a way they have learnt to discipline their hearing so they can hear what people hear but don't know what they're necessarily hearing. They can hear through a noise, they can hear through one sound and hear a sound something and You look at a mechanic, a mechanic can also tune their ears. Some people can just hear a car running. For me I understand a, bit, a little bit about cars but as I've heard a car running, as I've heard the engine running. One of the things that become aware to me is that there's something not right in the engine. How many people know what I'm talking about? For some people, for a mechanic, they have tuned their ears to say, literally when an engine is running with all these various noises going on, they can tell you that something is out of place and they could tell you exactly what it was. The big M bearing is out of place. It's about to go. How could you hear that? I could just hear it. I've learned to hear it. I've disciplined, my voice, I've disciplined my ears to hear it. Some people, it's about uh, other mechanics or car enthusiasts. You can tune your ears to hear a car. I know there are some cars I can tell you when they're coming down the road. I can tell you exactly what kind of car they are, what type of engine it's got in it, how it's likely to be ported, and all these kinds of things that other people will just hear a sound. Your capacity to listen is one of the most amazing faculties that you have in your life that literally can shape your world. It will shape your uh, your 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 world around you will shape your relationships. There are f- two very distinct ways uh, that people make sense of the world around them. You'll find that we have uh, a few senses around us, but these senses are a way of indicating what is going on in the world around us and the way that we process what we either see or feel. So people have senses that are uh, that help us make sense of the world around us, and there are as we analyze what these the senses, it helps us make decisions. So our decisions in life are not just random decisions. The decisions you make around marriage, the decisions that you make financial, uh, financially, the decisions that you make uh, with God, that all the decisions, all the, the directions of your life are largely shaped by what you sense. And so one of the things that we know about our ears or our capacity to listen So there are are two very distinct ways in which people make sense of the world around them, which guides their decisions. Decisions that ultimately direct their actions, which ultimately shapes their life. The first thing is this, what we see. What we see, one of the things I studied is is that we largely live in a culture that is based on sight. Much of our, the way that we process the world, the way that we uh, see ourselves, the way that we see the world around us. The way that we make sense of the world to a large degree in this culture is based on sight. You look at Instagram, for example. People spend a lot of money just to create the perfect picture, just to create a visual image of themselves that either makes other people feel better about themselves or causes them to feel better about themselves. That's why Instagram is so is so big. That's why you look on Facebook. It's 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 not just words, it's pictures. Look at me, why? Because people are largely shaped in our culture by what they see. The way that we understand the world, you look at the words, even the words that we use, they help us understand what we're going through, understand the world, things like foresight, things like hindsight, things like insight. A lot of these words they're regarding as sight because largely our culture is based on sight. It's a Greek Greek thing. But when you look at the Hebrew context, you'll find that uh, the other way that we uh, process and and make decisions is this, uh, what we hear or what we listen to. If you look at and study the the Hebrew culture, one of the things you'll find is that the the book, the Bible and, and Hebrew culture is largely about what you hear. Not necessarily what you see, about what you hear. So the, the the predominant influence on a Hebrew's life is largely about what they listen to or what they give their ear to, not necessarily what they see. Visual is in the Bible, but largely you'll find is the, the discipline of listening, or you'll find that the, the idea of listening is all the way through the Bible. You'll find it nearly in every chapter of the Bible is the idea of listening. Why is it so important? Because our capacity to hear shapes a large proportion of our life. You either shape your life, either you are, but both of these two senses, our, our capacity to see and our capacity to hear, both affect the internal part of our life, which is our capacity to feel. And people largely make their decisions in life based upon what they feel. And one of the things we know about this, that feelings uh, can can be deceiving. They can be right sometimes, and they can be wrong. It's important that you and I learn to build our, our the, the house of our life on something that is foundational. And so people largely uh, shape their life, or their decisions are largely based on what they feel, either by what they see makes them feel happy or makes them feel sad, or, or what they hear makes them feel happy or feel sad. So what we hear, both of these affect what we feel. Jesus said, Uh, The wise man built his house upon the rock. In other words, he built his house upon something that is much more substantial than the foolish man. One of the things I know about with people when when they come with issues or they make decisions on their life, often their decisions regarding marriage, finance, God, self-esteem, all of these are based on what they feel. But one of the things you'll find is that what you feel is not necessarily correct or right. Sometimes I feel like to do things that, that would get me into a lot of trouble if i went ahead and did them but a lot of their people a lot of people even christians base their life decisions base relationships base finances base their walk with god base their self identity on what they feel the question is what is it that's shaping what you feel is it largely about what you see and who are you trying to impress or the other thing is what you are listening to What and who you are listening to, like I just said before, everything in the world today has a sound. Whether it's visual or not, it still has a sound. There is nothing in this world that does not have a sound. It's either a natural sound or it's a spiritual sound or it's a, 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 you'll find that everything has a voice and if you listen carefully, you can hear a voice within a voice. you look at, uh, and so I just want to unpack this a little bit for you today. People hear and see, people see and hear according to what's in their heart. And likewise, people also express what is in their heart. And every, so in the, in the world, you, 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 we both have expressions and we have receivers. There are, uh, so what we find is that what we, like, like I preached on the other day is, when the, the spies went out into the promised land, what was in their heart affected what they saw and affected what they heard. And what we so that's why the Bible says, "Guard your heart, because out of it flows every issue of life." Make sure your heart is in a good space. If you have got rejection or unresolved conflict in your heart, you will mishear or missee truth. And when you miss see it, it gets inside of your heart and it will create a feeling that is not necessarily true. And then you make a response out of that, which becomes a false response and then gives you and an, leads you in a path of destruction. So what is in your heart will determine to a large degree what you see, how you see it, and what you hear and how you hear it. Hello? That's why it's important to allow your heart to get right. Allow God to uh, heal your heart, because if your heart is not whole, if your internal life is not whole, that's why it's important. You've got to come to this the, this seminar next next week because it'll help you bring healing into your heart and help you hear the truth, as opposed to hearing a lie. It'll help you. Sh- it'll help shape what you hear and how you hear it. It'll help. Because sh- some people they hear the voice of rejection. They may. Somebody who is, uh, who's got pain or unresolved conflict inside of their heart, well, this, they will misinterpret feedback or correction as you reject me. No, I don't reject you. I'm bringing correction. I'm not rejecting you. Correction is not rejection. Huh? But for a lot of m- my background, for a lot of my past, one of the things I had to overcome was learning to train my ears to hear and, he, and allow God to heal the part of my heart because it would distort what I heard. I would misinterpret correction or I would misinterpret love for rejection. And I would respond accordingly. So one of the things you'll find is there, there is an initiator, there is an expression. And then there is a first response. For the first response... Is listening. The second response is action, what you do from that. We express, we both receive or hear according to what's in our heart and we also express according to what's in our heart. Like the Bible says, out of the heart the mouth speaks. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 3, the Lord says, incline your ear and come to me. First thing he said, incline your ear. In other words, give attention to your ear, focus your hearing on me, and come. One of the things you notice about two things, there's, there's two actions. One, incline your ear, or discipline your hearing. One, to hear from me. And the word come means to respond. So when the Lord is calling us, or when any expression is calling us, you'll find that inclining your ear is the first response and then that first response is followed up by an action. In other words, what what the Lord is saying here is incline your ear to me, listen to me, listen to my voice and respond closer to me. What you find is this, everything has a voice, demons have a voice and all of us will find ourselves in a position where there'll be an expression say, come to me, come to me. Demons, spirits of rejection will have a voice. And if you listen carefully, I mean, I, I've been in situations where I've heard somebody talking, a lot of talking, a lot of talking, a lot, but and amongst the talking, I hear another voice saying, accept me, receive me, looking for attention. And if you listen carefully, you can hear a voice within a voice. Everything has a voice. Society has a voice. The market, the business market has a voice. And so it's our response to what we hear, or our capacity, one, to hear, and two, our response to what we hear, or lack of response, will largely shape our world around us. I know businesses that the market would say well, this, but they haven't responded to the market, and next thing you know, the market has shifted and they're out of business. Churches and pastors can happen the same thing. I know pastors that have got so consumed with what they're doing But actually, they end up missing the voice of the people, or they end up missing the voice of what's going on around them. And next thing you know, there's a walkout. So our capacity, you find the same as, and I don't know if you've got kids, but I've got kids, and and sometimes my daughters come home and they're squealing and squawking. Some people will just hear the squawk and the squeal and just get annoyed with that. But if you're a parent, one of the things you will know, and, and Kate is just brilliant at this, You may hear the squawk and the squeal, but actually, what the real voice is saying is, I've had a bad day, I need attention, I need help. It's our capacity to tune our ears and to listen and to respond to the right things that we need to respond to. Incline your ear to me. So, a response, so here God is saying, Incline your ear to me, come to me and respond. Listen to me so that your soul will live. Behind every expression in the world, there is a spirit. There is a spirit that operates in the education system. There is a spirit that operates behind businesses. There is a spirit, and hopefully, it's the Holy Spirit that operates within churches. But you'll find that there is a spirit behind, there is a spiritual influence behind every expression. Even in our heart, when we express, we may have. Uh, be a Christian, but when there are things in our heart, you can hear the expression of something else that comes out of our words. One of the things that we um, uh, I, I want to encourage you with this, and I preached on it a little while ago, that our response to a f- spiritual influence creates a spiritual atmosphere. So we have uh, God wants to express his life through us, but requires one for us to hear him in the first response, and second, to respond physically to him. But you'll also find that people have other voices inside of their life as well. You may come to church, been in a church for a long time, but you have the voice of rejection inside of your heart. Have the the, 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 the voice of abandonment. There could be an avoid inside of your life. And it's th- when people start to express that, you can hear something else in behind there. The other voice, and that is the voice that Christ wants us to, wants to come and heal. You'll find that even uh, as, we exp- as we respond to a spiritual influence, a spiritual atmosphere is created. The more we start to respond to their influence, the more it's, that influence starts to manifest in the world around us. you getting me with this one. So I found this, that people, when they respond to the spirit of rejection, it will create an atmosphere around their lives you can come to church as much as you like, but if you choose in your heart not to allow Christ to heal your heart, but to respond to rejection, you will find that it will create a, an, an atmosphere around your life, and that atmosphere will dominate the rest of your life. Until you stop breaking agreement, here we, it's gonna open up a little bit more. One of the things I would encourage you to do is learn to listen. And, and even in church, I mean, some of you write notes, some of you don't. For me, part of learning to listen is capturing what's being said. Even when I've been preaching over the last sort of while, I mean, even for myself, I have to learn to listen. One of the things I will go back over my messages and Lord, speak to me out of what you've been speaking through me. And one of the things I've noticed is this, is that I've spoke uh, uh, out of what I've preached, there's been another message that God has wanted to be speaking into my heart. And if I never wrote it down, I, I, I would have missed it. I encourage you, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the ways that you can di- discipline yourself to listen is write down, take notes on, on the Sunday messages here. Take, captivate them because I can guarantee this. If you, if you miss them out, you'll find that it will just go straight over here and you'll be listening but not listening. You'll be listening but there'll be no response. And you'll wonder why nothing has shifted inside of your life. One of the big reasons my life has shifted is one is because I've heard the word and I've responded to him. The problem is a lot of people, they will uh, allow opinions, ideas, uh, familiarity to cloud what they see and what they hear, and then they'll miss out. There is not a preacher that comes through here, regardless of my personal opinion about them or not, that I don't listen to, because God will speak through everyone. If I have ears to hear, I will, have, I will hear the voice of God speaking. It's a value when you hear the word of God preached, write it down, get it into your heart. If you don't, you won't value it and you'll just respond to something else. You'll hold on to the, to the, to, to the expression of another spirit. So for me personally, I hold on to the word of God, the written word of God and the, and the, and the, and the, and the audible word of God. Because the more I give my ear to something, the more that will influence my life. The more I respond to what I hear, the more that will influence my life. Uh, You'll you'll find that um, your mouth could be this mouth here. It could be um, social media posts, body language. Everything expresses something. And the more you give yourself here, the more you respond to it, the more it becomes manifested in in your life. Our response to what we hear and listen to, in other words... for example, the Apostle Paul had an encounter with a woman who said the right words. She was walking down the street, and she the, he, he would hear these words. These are the sons of the Most High God, and, and there could be something completely different. It could be, hey, hey, Pastor Mike, how you doing? this is Pastor Mike, great Apostle, blah, 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 blah. blah. He was hearing the right words, the words were the right words, but Paul discerned that there was a spirit that was empowering the words. The words were right, but there was a demonic spirit that was empowering the words. It was influencing the words. And you may hear that around your life, that there is a, the words may be correct. What somebody be saying verbally might be factually correct or incorrect. But when you have ears to hear, when you have disciplined your ears to hear, you will hear and discern, actually there's something different. There's another voice being spoken between what I'm hearing audibly. The moment that you come into an agreement with that, you'll find that that it starts to influence your life. Bitterness has a voice and it sounds like sarcasm. Whenever you hear a sarcastic joke or people expressing sarcasm about something or somebody or someone, I can guarantee that there's likely to be a spirit of bitterness operating. Even in the most smallest of jokes, the smallest of sarcastic expressions, you will find that that sarcasm, that expression, is an expression of bitterness somewhere. People can laugh about it and carry on, but the reality is this. Somebody is entertaining a spirit of bitterness inside of their heart, and it's spreading subtly. Disappointment or unbelief has a voice. And it sounds cynical. Hello? Sometimes you hear the words that people say and then it's afterwards you think, gee, that was that was down putting. That was just cynical, I feel just slime. Even though as a Christian, you'll find that this, even though Christians may be filled with the Holy Spirit, they can still walk in agreement with their disappointment. And unbelief and it will sp- express out even in church of bitterness, of, of cynic- cynicism, and sarcasm. It's just a couple of examples, but uh, it, there's a whole myriad of examples. Uh, dishonor has a language and it sounds like unfamiliar- it sounds like familiarity. Dishonor has a language. When you dishonor or dis or place less value on somebody or something, they should have a value placed on their life. That has a language. You may not hear it audibly, but you can feel it and you can experience it and you can, you can see the expression of it. You'll find in New Zealand culture, our culture, we carry a lot of dishonor around there. That's why you'll call great men of God mate or bro. Why? Because yes, you may walk with the spirit of God. You may you, you may be a Christian, but actually, you come into an agreement with a, a spirit of uh, um, inequality. You come into a spirit with uh, come into an agreement with a spirit of familiarity and you or, or a spirit of dishonor. And there's something about Kiwi culture is we don't like the idea that somebody could be a little bit more than us. Somebody drives a nicer car, well, let's just bring them down. No, 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 no. Actually, what you're hearing, it may be correct, but it actually comes from a spirit of dishonor. Be careful what you hear and what you come into agreement. And what you'll find is that people will speak out and bring into an agreement. They, ask, they, 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 uh, they call for a response. Another thing is this, on a positive note, faith has a sound. Faith has a sound. Yes, I may be going through some issues right now, but God is with me. Yes, we may have some challenges. Yes, maybe it's looking like that, but God is with me. Who should I fear? Worship has a sound. Praise has a sound. The sound of praise doesn't sound like... There's a spirit of praise that you can entertain inside of your life. There's a spirit of hunger for the things of God that can come around, that you can come into an agreement with. What you respond to, what you give ear to, and how you respond to it will shape how you live your life. You'll shape the atmosphere that you carry around your life, and it will ultimately shape the decisions that you make. There are times when I do not feel like coming to church, even though I'm the pastor. If I operated that way, I've never walked into the fullness of God, but the fact is I put on the garment of praise. I put on the garment of faith. I put it on around my life. I I hold the promises of God in front of me. And that's what eventually, that is the spirit that I start to respond to. I can easily, just as much as you, respond to the spirit of dishonor. I can easily, just as much as anybody, respond to any of these spirits, but I make a decision in my life to entertain the voice of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm just going to finish on this one here. It says, our capacity to listen and respond, somebody say listen and respond, can either remain undeveloped, it can increase or it can decline. Your capacity to listen and respond can either remain undeveloped, in other words, you can hear every message under the sun, but not one bit got inside of your life to change you. Or you listen to everything. I'm I'm, I'm listening to the words that are coming out, but God, what are you speaking to me inside of my heart? What does I need to respond to? You can learn to grow in your capacity to listen. You can grow in your capacity to hear the voice of God, or you can decline because you stop giving yourself to listen. You stop listening to the voice of God. Just taking a step back, the Bible says, and uh, I'm just going to finish with this. But Deuteronomy chapter six, hear now Israel. One of the things you find in verse three, hear now Israel. Listen, listen and respond. The Bible says, and uh, you, you can read it for yourself. But one of the things in verse three, it says, it talks about your response to the voice of God will bring you into prosperity. So one of the things you'll find is that listening, the power to listen or disciplining your ears to listen has the power to bring you into prosperity. In verse four, it's gonna, we'll just open up this, the scripture right now because it's really powerful. In verse verse four, hear now, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your strength. One of the things you'll find is this, that listening has the power to bring you blessing and prosperity, and equally so, listening and responding to the right spirit. Equally has the power to bring you into poverty. I know people that have gone into poverty because they've listened to the wrong voice. I know people that walked into blessing because they've listened to the right voice. Hear now, Israel, the Lord our God, is: you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Listening is a powerful and first response of agreement. When you give your ear to something or when you give your ear to somebody, it is a powerful and first response of agreement. It's important that you be careful who and what you come into an agreement with. It is a first response of love. you find that it says, Be here, are Israel, you shall love the Lord your God. Listening is a first response of love. Jesus, our Father in heaven, extends to us. He wants to speak to us, but whether we will listen, when we listen, when we give him ear, One, it's a response of agreement, but it's also a response of love. Our capacity to listen is one of the most spiritual things that we can do. Our capacity to listen to somebody's heart. Our capacity to listen to somebody's story. The discipline to listen. A lot of people want to talk, 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 talk. talk. The problem is they fill their whole lives with noise and haven't disciplined their life just to listen to the voice of God. God wants to commune with us. He wants to relate with us. He wants to relate with you. He wants to talk with you. He wants you to listen and respond to him. The word obey is probably not the best translation, but the whole point is this. God expresses and he's looking for a response. How many of you, when you, maybe you're married, you tried to express love and there was no response? tried to talk and there was no response. Some people here today have been, you've walked through abuse, you tried to express pain but it was shut down. And you just got so used to coming into an agreement with rejection. The Bible says even in in Exodus that God heard the cry of his people. God hears the cry of your pain. Today you may be here and You may not even know why you're here. But I can tell you why you're here, because something inside of your spirit is the voice of the Holy Spirit called you. You may be here and your life is filled with pain. There'd be a whole bunch of voices inside of your life, voices of failure, voices of rejection, all got your ear. But there was one voice that was a little bit different. That was a kind voice. That was a strong voice. He says you should come to the house of God. Come to church. Come to me. Find friends. You'll find that God is always calling us. God is calling you here this morning. I know we're kind of running out of time right now, but when you listen, when you give your ear, it is a first response of love. My question to you today is this: Who's got your ear? Who are you listening to? What voices are you entertaining? What voices are you coming into an agreement with? What what voices are you entertaining inside of your life? Are you walking by faith? Faith comes by hearing, the Bible says, not by seeing. Faith comes by hearing the voice of God. Faith in one another comes from hearing the voice of God. Yes, this person may look like they've made some mistakes, but actually when you hear the voice of God, God says something different. Come into an agreement with the voice of God. For some people, you're entertaining other voices inside of your life. You're entertaining the voice of failure. You're entertaining the voice of rejection. You're getting it round in your heart. Sometimes people, there's so much pain inside of your heart, all you interpret is, you, you, you can misinterpret the truth. And I believe here today that God is calling people. God is calling you. You may have responded to the Lord before or, or not, but listening. God is listening to you. God is listening to the cry of your heart. When God, when the when the cry of his people came up, he called somebody to respond. That person had to be listening as well. So all of us find ourselves in a place where Something is speaking to us, something, a voice in, the, in, in society, a voice in our heart is speaking to us. What is it that you're giving your ear to? It can either open us up into a spirit of faith or it can open us up to a spirit of bitterness. Amalek was the, was the grandson of Esau. Amalek was raised in an environment where all he heard was his grandfather's bitterness talking about how, how he lost his inheritance, how rejected he was, and his grandfather Esau was pouring out his, his bitterness and rejection, and Amalek picked it up. And you can see the destruction that bitterness left all the way through the Bible. Why? Because somebody entertained the voice of bitterness. Listen, gave air to it and responded. All of you here, there's not a person that is exempt. One has the capacity to hear, whether it's... Uh, what is it that you're giving your ear to? For some people, you're giving your ear to bitterness. For some people, you're giving to your ear to rejection. Some people, you just need to learn to start to incline your ear. It's going through one ear and out the other. And you wonder why your life is not being changed. You wonder why you're not growing in faith. Because you're not listening. You, this is something that you and I can grow in. And, and for me personally, I've learned to grow in. I've learned how to stop giving attention, stop coming to agreement with voices of failure and voices of rejection. But I've started to make a difference. I've started to make a a decision in my heart, a a discipline to learn to hear the voice, the truth of God into my heart. Now this person, even though they're correcting me, is not rejecting me. Actually, it's the spirit of truth coming to help me because God loves me. I'm not going to listen to somebody's sarcasm or bitterness. I won't entertain it. I'll just shut it down. I'll learn to listen to the truth of God's word about what's really going on. I'll start to respond to the spirit of faith. I'll start to respond to the spirit of worship. I'll start to respond to the spirit of hunger. I'll start to respond to the preaching as the as the word of God starts to come. I'll start to respond by taking notes. I'll start to respond by giving ear. I'll start to respond by giving more time in prayer to hear the voice of God. I'll start to give more time in worship just to lift my hands and steady my heart and allow the voice of God to start to speak and start to shape me, Make a decision in your life today. To learn to listen. Why don't you just close your eyes and just bow your heads? Some of you here today, you're here because of the Lord, you felt something inside of your heart draw you here. Maybe you've been coming along a few times, but you don't even know why you keep coming back. But you just there's just something that you feel, there's something about you, you hear something here. You may be even right now, be hearing something in your heart. So you need to respond today. Friends, if you're here today and you have never ever responded to Jesus, friends, He is calling you today. Psalm 34, He said, I sought the Lord and He heard me and delivered me from all of my fears. Why don't you respond to Him today? Is there somebody here today? You have never ever received Jesus Christ. You're here and you can feel his call upon your life, but you've never responded fully to him. You could make a decision right now to respond to him. You could make a decision to start to hear the voice of God, your creator, the one who loves you, the one who believes in you, the one who's got a great plan in the future for you. You've been listening to the voice of the devil. You've been listening to the voice of, I just need to stop doing that. Friends, if you're here today and you want to receive Jesus Christ, you want to enter into a relationship with Him, you want to give your heart, you want to respond to His voice, His call this morning, I'd love for you just in this moment just to lift your hands. I'd love for you to pray. Don't, don't hold back. Don't be passive. Just respond to Him this morning. If there's somebody here today, you've never received Jesus, and today you're deciding in your heart, Lord, I'm responding to your voice. I can hear you calling me today. I hear your voice. I hear your, I don't even know what it sounds like, but I, I think it's you, Lord. You're calling me forward. See, somebody here today, you want to respond to Jesus Christ for the first time. I'd love for us just to stand and lift our hands to the Lord this morning. I wonder what the Lord has been trying to talk to you about. I wonder what voice that you've been entertaining. i love for you in this moment of worship, we're just going to start to worship, but even over the course of this week, we've got a great seminar coming up and it's going to radically transform your life. It'll be a time where you can get delivered. It can be a time where you can get free from some of the things that are in your heart that are, that are some of the voices. But some of you in this moment right now, you just need to lift your hands. You're aware that you're entertaining bitterness. You're aware that you're entertaining you're entertaining disappointment, you're entertaining failure. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Everyone across this room. Father, I thank you for your great love for us. Father, I thank you that your words to us, your voice is powerful, your love, your, your voice is full of love, your voice is full of compassion. Thank you, Lord, that you're calling us to you. You call us out of failure, You call us out of pain, you call us out of defeat, and you call us to yourself. Father, today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we we respond to you today. We respond to you in worship. We respond to you by inclining our ear and listening to your voice and coming into an agreement with you. Father, we honor you. We honor your presence in our midst. We love you, Lord. Father, today, we respond to you in worship. We respond to you with our affections. We respond to you in love this morning. Come on, let's just start to worship him just for a few moments.